Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com.
Good be with you. Can you get this hand right here now? now? Come on. Can you get this right up there too? Yeah. I'm seeing you with your hand up. You get excited. It's all right. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to get excited. Ain't you glad of him tonight? Boy, he's, he's coming up on this Easter. I always get right in there next to it. Everything down my old barn gets to pray me when I get to thinking about the thing that he's done for me. Oh, I'm going to tell you, we was talking about that little talk of Jesus. Yeah. Somebody was talking about we were, you know how he heals things. They was talking about cancer and everything. They called in and said, what would you think? And I said, song that says just a little talk. Yeah. You know, we think about that a lot of times. Yeah. But we can have a little talk with him. Yeah. And yeah. anything that we've got in our life. Yeah. If you've got a problem, you just go down there and talk to him. That I like to slip down there. There's about three steps down there that I call it when I get to that third step and slide that old door open. Man, the Lord has our time with it. The chickens and everybody else can listen if they want. It don't matter. They talk about taking a prayer away from Who took it away from you? Old Daniel didn't worry about it. He didn't worry about that. He opened that window three times a day. And went ahead and prayed. It, it didn't matter a line or anything else. It didn't discourage you. Right. So don't let nobody tell you yeah. that they're stopping you from praying. Yeah. Right. Right. Just, just get excited with him and tell him because he takes just a little talk. Our voices and thank we hope that we'll do it for me. And we appreciate you letting us come up from the bottom of our homes. I tell you, it was the time I thought we was coming to the barn when I got right down here. They smack out of fire. Close to where Jesus was getting. Oh, Dick, I love, I love nature. I love. Been up in here been a long time since I've been up in here. We sang with the Oakwood Brothers, and back in there we sang with old Preacher Mo. I should know a long time. You remember Preacher Mo? Is that the way it is, lady? He said that lady cannot drive home. She said no, no, you ain't driving home. Said I would be prayed up if I got that. <laughs> But it, it's good to be with you. Yeah, I'm going to hush. All right, Rick, go ahead.
kind of ruined my personal experience in all this. You know, I know my body's tired, my flesh is tired, and you know, I just keep pressing along enough, and I'm enjoying where we're at, I'm enjoying the survival, I'm enjoying what we're seeing take place. So you be much in prayer for us tonight. Uh, we'll be chapter 13 of the book of Matthew this evening. You got your Bible right? Would you turn there with us? Can I ask you to pray for us tonight? Pray for the message, pray for the spirit, pray for the soul that may be here tonight that may need help. So you just need much in prayer for, for, for the service here tonight. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 24 is where we'll start. Another parable, but he came forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed cares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servant of the householder came and said unto the serfs, Did not we sow good seed in the field? From whence cometh hath the tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done it. This is the servant said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while we could gather up the tares, ye root up the wheat with them. With them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of the harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather you together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to stand, Lord, once again tonight. Lord, I pray, Lord, you just take the word, Lord, to use it, Lord, to multiply you, Lord. Lord, just hide us behind the cross, Lord, to anoint our lips and clay, Lord, just Lord, get us out of the way, Lord. Lord, that it'll be all about you, Lord, that your power will be displayed, Lord, to just help us, Lord, to be obedient unto you, Lord. Thank you for all that you do, Lord, Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And again, I was thinking about this as I was sitting here last night, as we was coming to a close on the service, and I began praying and seeking the Lord, seeing what He'd have us to do tonight. And I began to think, and I began to remember that the Lord had given me this message, and given me this scripture, and I started looking at this picture up here. I started looking at the picture of the Last Supper, and I thought, well, is that not an ultimate picture of the wheat and the tares? Because yeah. you can look at that, and you say, you, you look, everything looks the same. Everybody looks the same up here. Everybody looks like they're, they're all sold in. They're all bought into Jesus. They're all ready to be exactly where He's yeah. at. But then you go on and you read a little bit and you find out that there was a tear among them. You know, how often do we get in that shape in the church that we come through, that we, in the service that we come in? You know, we find that, hey, everybody's gathered here together. Everybody's here to worship. But oftentimes there's somebody here gathered together for the wrong reason. They're gathered together here just to be here, just to be seen around Jesus. Not to be really looking up. Not just to be doing what He's having to do. Just to be seen to be in His house. Now we can think like, does that not I had never thought of that before. You know, last night I was sitting there and I was staring at that picture and I thought about that all day long. I thought about how Jesus washed his feet, how Jesus did with everything with it. You know, as Roger mentioned that show, The Chosen, earlier this week, you know, there's a scene that where Judas comes into the picture and you can just see the look on the, on the face of Jesus. Like he knows exactly who this man is, he knows exactly what he's going to do to him, but yet he still loves. Still give him every opportunity yeah, to be saved. He's still coming with him and letting him partake in all those things. And he didn't want him to be cast away. He didn't want him to be burned up. And he wanted him to come with the full knowledge of who he was and that he may be able to be saved. That he would gather himself with the wheat and when the harvest would, when the harvest would come, that he would be found faithful and they would go with them. Yeah. But again, we read and we see that that don't happen. We see that Judas was a terror and he sold Jesus out for 30 pieces. You know, but we, I look at that as a church, as a church world today. You know, we've heard it for years, a year, if not longer today. There is unconverted believers all among us. All among us. They come to church. 
So keep coming. If you're coming from everybody, I'm not going to be one of them people. You might as well stay at home. Because I know it only takes one time. It only takes one opportunity. It only takes the Spirit of God to dwell on your heart one time for you to get saved. And I mean, I multiple times. I was dealt with multiple times. He convicted my heart multiple times. I ran away and I ran out the door. And that was the worst mistake that I ever made was running to the world. Because that's what the that's where we're at. The world wants us to run to it. Because it says that it's got everything in the world to offer. It can offer you money. It can offer you fame. It can offer you a good job. It can offer you success. It can put your name in lots and make you look really good. Amen. And it will. It'll do all those things. It'll sit out. It'll do those things. It'll make you look good. It'll give you money. It'll give you fame. It'll give you power. It'll make you popular among the people. But do you know because your name's in life, because your name's in the church bulletin, because you're this and that, that will not get you to heaven. The only way that you're going to get there is by the blood of Jesus Christ.
to take care of you. Yeah. And you ain't going to fool him. You know, I was looking up the week to care today, so I said, work. So you can put a picture up on side of each other and they look a long life. Yeah. Amen. 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 It's hard to tell the difference That's between right. the two. But if somebody was really educated and really got in there with the magnifying glass and started looking at it. But you know who? Well, Jesus has that magnifying glass. Yeah. You can tell whether you're the right. You can tell whether you're the man.
bring that seed. Let's will to harvest. That's where we're going to try our best to get everybody to come to Jesus. That's where we're at. That's what we need. But you read it. That's back years and years ago. 2,000 years. The Word of God's wrote. Hey, the waivers were few then. The waivers were few now. But He wants to save you tonight. Amen. Yeah. That's right. He wants you to realize that you're in such a shape, that you're in such a way. Hey, do you know when I got saved, I was absolutely broken. My whole life had fell apart all the way around me. What I thought that I needed, what I thought that I had, just crumbled. It crumbled all the way around. I lost everything that I had. I was in wreck. I was in a ruin. I didn't know what I was going to do. Thank you, God. But do you know the day that I got saved, He picked me up and said, Son, everything's going to be okay. You may not have this, but now you have me. And everything else will be okay. But I'll make sure you have what you need. I'll make sure that I supply for you your food, your clothes, your groceries, your shelter, your bed, whatever it is, God can supply that for you. But you got to let it. Right. You got to let him. I can't. I don't know how much we're playing to make it. Hey, you've got to let him work in your life. You've got to let him change your life. Hey, I tried time and time again before I got saved to turn over a new leaf. I tried my best to stop drinking, to stop chasing women, to stop doing right. I tried my best. And you know what? I can do it for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. If I really set my mind to it, I can lay the bottle down for a little while. I did it many times. So yeah. that's it. I ain't doing it no more. I ain't ever touching that stuff again. But you know what? It didn't take very long. There I was right back in the same shape. You hear me? He got picking it up and doing the exact same thing over and over and over again. But do you know the day that I got saved, I've not touched it in almost nine years. Do you have that? Yes, sir. 
Do you have that? Tonight? Do you have that knowing in your heart that if I lay my head on the pillow tonight, I know how it feels to know that everything's okay. I know how it feels to know that if I don't wake up here, that I'm going to a better place. I know how it feels. And if I don't wake up, if I never see you again, Brother Jeff, I believe that I'll see you in glory. Can you look at your neighbor tonight and tell them? Hey, I know what it feels like. I know that I'm there. I know that I'll meet you there. I'll be there one day. If you look at your neighbor without a doubt in your heart and say, I'll meet you there. And if you can't look at them with a hundred percent clarity in your heart and knowing that you've been saved, here's the altar. This is the place that you need to go. Maybe you are saved. Maybe you just need to get things checked up. Maybe you just need to make sure. Hey, the devil is the author of confusion. He's going to try. He is bad level best to confuse you, to make you think that you ain't saved, that you ain't moving. Hey, you say, how do you know that? Hey, he does it to me sometimes. You say, you're a preacher. You may say, it's still Tim shoes still coming. Yeah, he sure does. But there's a time that I can take him to. There's a place that I can take him to. I can go almost to the exact spot right now. If we was to leave here, drive to Maryland off East Cleveland Street, I can take you to almost the spot in the church where the Lord saved me. Do you have that? I'm not talking about feelings. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about emotion. That's how emotion makes us do crazy things. We get all our feelings and that, 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 that engulfs us and takes us over sometimes. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about have you been born again? Do you know without a shadow of a doubt if you lay your head down tonight that you are going to heaven? If you don't, I'm begging you. Don't wait till I Don't wait for the intention. You run me over, you get to the altar. And you get saved you say, Free, how can you be so sure that there's somebody here? Because the Lord sent the message. Yeah, this ain't me working this up. Hey, I can't work nothing up. I can't make it look good. I start speaking to myself and you'll start hearing me. You can ask my wife if I start talking to people at Walmart and I get all of them when I start playing things that don't make no sense. Have no sense of what I'm saying. But when the Lord sends the message, He makes it clear. And I believe from what we've heard, not just tonight, not just last night of the night, but what we've heard all week to say that God's trying His best to get this place right. He's trying His best to save you. Whether you but do you really realize that you need or not? He's trying His best to show you, to reveal to you this night that you were lost. I used to think that being lost was fun. I used to think that the things that I did were fun. The chaos that I caused was fun. The waking up on Sunday morning and my bank account being empty was fun. Do you know what I found? That was a lie. Satan had me convinced. Satan had me right exactly where he wanted me. And he was taking all that. He was using it against me. See, he's not going to come at you and tell you that he's sold the money. He's not going to come and tell you that he's putting bad in your life. He's not going to come at you and say, hey, I, well, here it is. I'm going to give you this good thing, but I'm also going to slip a little bad in your life. It may look really good up front, but there's something bad on the back of you. I'm going to save you with. He'll tell you that. Come on, bro. He just shows you what it looks good. He says, it looks good. Here it is. Have it. You're going to take care of it. And you find out before too long that you're in a shape where you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know how you're going to overcome it. You feel like the world's crashing down. I'm talking about myself. I feel like the world's crashing down on me. I felt that I was 
grass. Do you know, I don't know that I've ever told anybody this. There was times in my life where I debated on ending it all. I thought, Lord, that's it. Nobody cares. Nobody wants me around. Nobody wants to have anything to do with me. I already just ended it. I thought those thoughts. Never got real far with them, but I still thought them. Do you know the day that I got saved, the Lord showed me that He cared for me, that He would take care of me, that He would sustain me, He would pick me up when it felt like nobody else loved me. I could pick up His blessed word and He would show me just how much He loved me by sending His only begotten Son to die for me. Just like He does for He did that for you, not just me, but for everyone sitting here, whether you're saved, whether you're lost or not, He did it for you. He's going to try his best to convince you that everything's okay. Amen. Try his best to tell you that that preacher don't know what he's talking about. He just wrote all this down. He just made all this up. He went on the internet and picked out a sermon and wrote, hey, that's not how this works. This is real. My God is real. Again, I can prove you that because I live that other side of the fence. I live that trying my best to live the other, trying my best to live right. Trying my best to do what I thought God wanted me to do. Yeah. All along being lost. Yeah. Amen. But when I got saved, Amen. He showed me what He wanted. Amen. He showed me how He wanted. Amen. He guides me every single day. He'll help me. Hey, there's grace for every single day. You know, any argument that you're going to overcome, any time that the devil's going to roll his head at you and tell you that you can't do it, and there's no way that you can make it high. That you can't pay this bill, that you can't put clothes on your children, that you ain't gonna never feed your family. You know that God's making a way as we speak for you. All you gotta do is accept the way that He's making. That's right. Amen. Do you know it's a good way? Yeah. Man, it's a good way. There's troubles, there's trials, there's heartaches along the way, but man, it's a good way. You know why it's so good? Because if I lay my life down right here, he tells me that as soon as I lay my life down, I'll be with him in glory. I'll meet the one that pled and died for me. I'll meet the one that sent his only begotten son. I'll meet the one that wants to love me, that wants to take care of me, that wants to do things for me that my wife can't do, that my children can't do, that my church can't do. He wants to do those things for me. And not just me alone, but you as well. There's tears all among us. You look at church after church after church, and you can see them sitting there. Again, I know that there's sometimes they're hard to spot sometimes, but you stick around them long enough. You let things go on in the life long enough. And you see where they start running to. You see them, they don't start running to the world. They don't start running to the things that they think is going to comfort them. Hey, the, the devil's put them in that place. Do you know that the devil has took leaders and put them in churches and set them up behind pulpits? There are convincing people all around the world that it's okay to live like hell Monday through Saturday. Just come to church, pay your tithes, sign a card, and it'll all be okay. Amen. Satan has put them among us. Yeah. 
Amen. God didn't put them there. The enemy put them there. Yes. To try to deceive God's people. Try to deceive the church. Yes. Amen. To try to deceive you. To deceive them. Amen. Because if he can deceive you, that's exactly what he wants to do. He wants you not to sell out to God. He wants you to think, well, that preacher's crazy. He wants you to think, well, I'm, I'm all right. I got I claimed the salvation years and years ago, but I'm still able to do this on Monday through Saturday, and I'll come to church every once in a while when it's convenient for me. Better check on those things. I have found when I start getting to do what I want to do, yeah. find myself getting in trouble. Come on. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But if I'll seek the Lord's will in my life, if I'll seek the Lord's will in everything that I'll do, He'll take care of all those things. He'll supply the needs. He'll put the things in there. And then, you know, He even gives me things that I want sometimes. Yeah. Things that I don't even have no business needing. Yeah. He loves me that much. Yeah. He supplies all my needs, all my desires, the desires of my heart. See, and he knows my heart. Yeah. He knows my heart better than I know my heart. Yeah. He knows every wicked thought, every wicked rage, everything that, I come, that comes through my brain every single day. He already knows about it. Yeah. He knows if you're sitting here tonight trying to fight, bounce that back and forth in your head. Am I right? Yeah. Am, I, am I saved? Am I not saved? Hey, don't listen to the enemy. Yeah. If you've got to ask yourself, Come and check up. Right. Like, there's nothing wrong with just coming and making sure. That's right. Amen. But I think you'll find sometimes that there may be some among, some among us that are deceived. Amen. Amen. They don't really have what they think they have. Yeah, I know that because I've lived that life. Amen. I'm not telling you something that I don't know about. I've lived that life. I tried my best. It's everyone around me that everything was okay. I remember a conversation I had after I got saved. The day that I got saved, I was making phone calls. I was telling everybody, hey, I got saved this morning. Guess what? The Lord saved me this morning. And I made one phone call. person said, hey, I just want to tell you, I got saved this morning. I said, well, I thought you were saved when you was eight years old. Vacation Bible school. Yeah. See, they were convinced that I was okay. Yeah. They were convinced that everything was all right in my life because I put a show on all around them. Yeah. I knew in my heart that I was lost. Yeah. Just like you know tonight in your heart if you're lost. You know if you're saved. You know if you've ever been without me. You know if there's ever been a time in your life where things change. Amen. Amen. And I don't mean just a little bit. I'm talking about a change. Now you didn't all have to be as me and Winnie. It didn't have to be wild and bad and do drugs and all that. You didn't. You don't have to be that kind of person to be lost. Amen. Nicodemus was a, a king. Had everything he wanted. Jesus told him, "Well, she be born again." You're not entering the kingdom of heaven. And it confused him. He said, hey, what are you talking about? He may not have ever done a whole lot of bad things. But he may not have ever did what me and you did. But you know what? He was still lost. Thomas said he got saved as a nine-year-old boy. He never encountered what me and you encountered. But God revealed to his heart that he was lost and headed for a devil's hell. It don't matter who you are. It don't 
person. I've seen him say four-year-olds, six-year-olds, eight-year-olds. I've seen him seen, seen him say seventy-something-year-olds. And all in between. Amen. 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 Yeah. 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 He wants to save you. He's. I believe that he is pleading all week long. Says, "Please just come. Please just come." Yeah. I've got a new wife for you. Wait out on one day and there's nothing in it for you. It's not good for you. It's bad for you. The devil's got you to see. Lay it down. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe you know that. Amen. Amen. I believe you felt that condition. You felt that in your heart this week. I have to believe that. Yeah, because of what we're witnessing, what we're feeling, what I feel. Right. I have to believe that he's revealing himself to you again tonight. And if Satan has his way about it, you'll leave in the exact same condition that you've left Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that you've left every single night. If he has his way, you'll leave in the same shape that you come in here in. But if you'll just thank God, if you'll just take one step for God and tell him that I need you, Lord, Lord, I need you to save my soul. I need you to take me out of the pits of hell. That he will change that and he will put you exactly on the path that you need to be on. And that he will take, you know, he won't leave you on that path. Yeah. Come on. You know when you get out of the world in the world and you're lost and you're living this hellish life. Everything, when everything's going good, you got everybody all around you. You got friends galore. People want to be around you because you're having a good time. But you go broke. Yeah. You let something happen bad in your life, and they scatter. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. They ain't nowhere to be found. I thought that I had a lot of real good friends when I was lost. I thought that I had some brothers that stick to me closer than a friend. I thought that they would never leave my side no matter what I did. They would be right there with me. Yeah. You know when I got saved? That's probably the last time I've talked to my child. Amen. Yeah. I've got a few that stuck beside me. And I'm thankful for them. Yeah. But the majority of them, they split. Because yeah. they didn't want nothing to do with God. They didn't want nothing to do with God. Because they knew that if they got God, it doesn't have to give up the foolishness of the world. It doesn't have to give up all the things that they were clinging to and they thought were making them happy. They had to give it up. Hey, I thought that. I thought I was giving everything up to come to Christ. I thought I was going to be the most miserable person in the world. But I had found out, glory to God, that I am the happiest person
Contrary to what the world tells you, contrary to what other, all these other religions tell you, right. once you're there, you're there. Amen. You ain't going to be able to be prayed out. You ain't going to be able to work yourself out. You ain't a holding place for a part time. Once you're there, you're there. Amen. The only time that you're going to get out is when you stand before God and He judges you and He tells you to depart. From me, you evil worker of iniquity, I never knew you. And he cast you into the lake of fire for eternity to burn, to gnash to weep and gnash of teeth where the worm dies not where all these bad things are going on all around you. I believe there'll be people climbing on top of people, trying everything to get out, biting on one another, trying their terrible best to get some form of relief. Do you know, no matter what they do, no matter how hard they try, there will be no relief. Amen. Amen. If you die in that condition tonight, there will be no relief for you. Amen. Again, I'm not trying to scare you into salvation because hey, that's not what I'm about. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to be 100% honest with you. Amen. That's not my words. That's not my thoughts. That's not something that I conjured up to make it look good or sound good. That comes right out of here. Right out of the Bible. Right out of the book. He says in Revelation 14 and 15, he says, another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, thrust thy sick will reap, for the time has come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. He's coming down. He's coming after the church. He's coming out here to take us out of here that we will dwell with Him eternally. Yeah. Yeah. But He's also coming for you. Yeah. There's a time coming where you're about to pay for your sins. There's a time coming where you're about to stand before God and give an account for everything that you've said. Everything that you've done. Every time that you turn Him away, if you don't get saved tonight and He's dealing with you, you will stand in front of Him with this message in your heart. He will show you that you had an opportunity. You ain't going to stand before Him and say, Lord, you didn't give me a shot. You didn't give me a chance. I've seen this video. One time, there was a judgment house up in Kentucky. They were putting on a play, and they had the scene of heaven. They had these three kids that had just died. Teenagers had just died. They're walking up to the throne. They're being judged. First two walk up, and he found them faithful. They were his children. He let them enter in. But that third one started walking up before she could even get to the throne. Before she could even get there, she was begging, God, please give me another opportunity. Please give me one more time. Give me one more chance, and I'll accept you right now. Give me that opportunity. You know what he told her? He said, Depart. It's too late. You had your chance. You had your opportunity. Amen. Then the smoke started rolling in. Right. And these what looked like demon figures come in and grabbed her by the arm and drug her out, screaming and yelling for help. She said, please God, help me. Help me. Get me out of this state. Get me out of this condition. But it was too late. Hey, I don't know that that's exactly how it's going to be like. That's just something that I've seen. When you stand before Him, when you close your eyes and dead, it's too late. Amen. Amen. You know, we've all heard, I'll just get saved on my deathbed. That's a chance that 
Hey, it might work. I've heard in instances and I've seen testimonies where people got saved. Why I don't know if they right before they met their maker, they got saved. But I also heard instances where they missed it. Where people come to themselves and claiming that their feet was burning, that they were on fire, that they were going to That's a chance you're taking if you walk out of here tonight. You walk out of here tonight in that shape, and you know without a shadow of a doubt in your heart that you're lost. That's a chance that you're taking. Don't take that chance. Hey, I can tell you, I told you the other day, I give the world the best 27 years of my life. Give it everything that I had. Full throttle. I put my best into the world. And you know where it got me? He got me broke. He got me in trouble. Yeah. He caught me losing everything around me. Right. Cost me more than I wanted to pay. Yeah. Right. But do you know what? After I got saved, I found that what He gave me takes care of everything. There's yeah. yeah. all the needs, yeah. take care of the wants. Yeah. Even when I mess up, it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. That I can grab it and say, Lord, forgive me. Help me yeah. in this state. Right. Help me to overcome. Just let me get out the door. 
Just let me get out of here. And I won't come back. And I want you back. God's brought you back again for a reason. If you need the Lord tonight, please come. Please come as we stand tonight.
There's a peace that you cannot explain that will come over you. Now, I don't know whether you believe in those things or not, but there's one thing about it. There will be one day that you will know what it's yeah, like. Right, right, right. I mean, you're on this road, and you're going to come to that. Here. I was later reading an article about a lady that she had a near-death experience. And when she came to herself, you know, everybody goes through a tunnel of light, whatever. When she came to herself, she met Jesus. He was there to open the door for her to let her in. And she thought, wow, isn't that something that the Lord of glory would yeah. meet me? Meet me. Somebody like me. But I'm telling you, Jesus is my personal Savior. He is your personal Savior. And He will meet you. And I'm glad that I've got that. That's a comfort to know. To know that I have the Lord Jesus. Because whenever breath goes out of this body, He'll be there to take me to that. And I'm glad that heaven is mine. And my desire is, is that you know that. You know, we have a lot of preaching about hell. God didn't make, didn't intend for you to be there. Nobody else to be there. He made that to keep the devil and his angels to deserve him. But we come there as an intruder. But now he does want you to be saved. And there's no doubt in my mind all the good word that we've heard preached all this week, the Lord is dealing with somebody. The thing about it is, is most of us plan on living tomorrow. If I were to ask you how many are going to be alive tomorrow, everyone else put their hand up. Everybody's got plans for tomorrow. But the reality of it is, is you may not make tomorrow. Now God wants you in heaven where everything is alive. Where there is no sickness, there is no sorrow, there is no heartache. And it don't cost you nothing. Amen. You know Jesus, if any of you ever watched the Passion, first time I ever saw it, I said, somebody's got it right. When he's walking down the street in the blood, runs in the street. When he's beaten, you know, recognition strike, yeah. and I see him clinging yeah. to that whipping post. Man, what a tragedy. Beating him on recognition, wrapped a towel around his head, beat him in the face, hit him over the head with a reed, round thorns down over his head. Those are some bloody mess whenever Pilate laid him out and said, Behold the man. His visage was barred more than any man, which means his appearance. Oh my, my, I could just see him as he stood there all bloody. It's a terrible thing to think, but you know what? He had a big price to pay. That was a price for sin. Right? You say, preacher, you're just uh, carrying it on and on and on. I want you to be saved. The devil don't want you saved. You know what? He can't hurt God. Right. He knows he can't. Right. When it hurts you, you saw something happen to one of your children. If you saw one of your children abused and beaten. Yeah. Yes. God loves us. Right. And it does break his heart. Right. For us to enter into that pit. Right. 
and he wants you to be saved. Amen. That's right. Fishing handshake fellowship. We've not had a fellowship in a long time. Number 239. 